1: Welcome to the No Guilt Mom podcast. I'm your host, Joanne Crone, joined here by my fantastically wonderful and amazing co-host, Bree Tucker. Well, hello, hello, everybody. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> it is another day in Phoenix, Arizona. Oh, and now I really want to slip into the SNL skit. Hello, Bree. How are you today? The NPR of... Yeah. I'm... I'm good. I'm, I'm
0: drinking some some room temp tap water. I find it's good on the digestive system.
1: It's funny. Wait. <laughs> so my daughter, uh, for her yoga class, they each have to teach a yoga routine like at school. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I wish I had yoga in middle school. That'd be pretty awesome. But like, No kidding. Yeah. So they each have to teach a yoga routine and she's here trying to figure out what kind of music she wants to use during her yoga routine. She had had such a hard time thinking of it that we're like, okay, well, what if you do like cam jams? Because we call it cam jams. And she's like, what if I did ASMR? And she found one and it was like, (laughs) I mean, literally, that's how it sounded. Okay. What is ASMR? It's making uh, sounds like, and like, it's like weird sounds. It's like taking a water cup and like. Oh, isn't it supposed to be
0: satisfying or no, it's not that
1: stuff. To some people it's satisfying, but to others it's like, what is this?
0: So I could be totally getting ASMR I've seen the ones where they like cut through things and Mm -hmm. whatever. And they're like, the sound. I'm like, it's so weird. I just, I'm just going to say I'm going to officially call myself old. I just don't
1: (laughs) get it. I don't get it these days. (laughs) Our guests today on the podcast, they have a saying, it's oldie locks. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oldie locks, yeah. (laughs) I love these ladies. I seriously love them so much. Amy Wilson and Margaret Abel's are the co-hosts of What Fresh Hell podcast. They're two moms with tons of experience in comedy. Amy wrote a best-selling parenting book, toured the country with a one-woman show called Motherload, and was a series regular on Felicity. <laughs> Several sitcoms but Joanne sitcoms. is enamored
0: with felicity. I am mean, so
1: enamored with felicity, you have no idea. Margaret started out in stand-up, wrote for PBS Kids and MTV, and became a senior writer for Nickelodeon's Nick Mom. And I love Nick Mom. Nick Shout Mom. out to Nick Mom. Along the way, they also each became mothers of three children, now aged 8 to 18. We hope you enjoy our interview with Amy and Margaret of What Fresh Hell. in your podcast app that's understood explains or just click on the link in our show notes hey if you are looking for something to keep your kids busy because they will not stop fighting with each other we have a freebie for you go to no guilt backslash sibling dash adventure dash log and you'll get five fun missions that kids could do together and hopefully not fight and now on with the show Welcome, Margaret and Amy, to the No Guilt Mom podcast. Like, being such fans of Wet Fresh Hall, like, we're so, so happy to have you here. So welcome. Thank Thank you you. so much for having us. Now, for those of our listeners who don't know who you are, can you tell us a little bit about your story and what you do? Amy and I... Well, I'll do what we do first
3: and then Amy can do our story. Uh, <laughs> what we do is we host a podcast called What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. And each week we solve a parenting dilemma. So we take a question like, what do you do when kids won't eat? Or is there too much homework or any range of topics? What are we doing about this pandemic? guys <laughs> has been a lot of our topics recently. I hear And you. we take 45 minutes. We come from like kind of opposite points of view. Amy runs a little bit more... Bookish and possibly slightly uptight. And I run a little bit more hot mess and don't really care about research and figure everyone will just kind of figure it out. And so we bring those kind of two perspectives together. And we get to the bottom, and we solve the problem by the end of the episode. Absolutely, solve forever and ever and ever. Yeah, we're done. So, if you (laughs) want to know how to never have a picky eating kid, how to never have problems during a
1: pandemic, we're your go-to destination. (laughs) We figured it all out. Check, (laughs) yeah, it's Check. check. Yeah, check. check. And I love that because I know we were talking before. Like you guys have kind of similar personalities to me and Bree. Where I'm the bookish, mm-hmm. and I admit it, I am uptight. And uh, Bree is more of like the hot. Well, you're not. I can't call oh. you a hot mess to yourself. Oh no. yes, no, 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 I am. <laughs> I
0: I think we talked about this in our pre. That yeah, like I'm like how many organization systems have you tried to try to find something that I can get along with? And it still comes back to, I need my paper. Just let me write it down on paper. And I have a visual. I need
4: that. Amy can definitely relate. She can relate. Yep. Right. It's like a yin to a yang. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's both needed. I mean, it works out, right? It's good for a right? podcast. And we didn't really know, you know, Margaret and I came to this as we were both comedians. And had, you know, content creators and comedians who had become parents. So then we started making comedy and content about parenting. Because there's so much material, right? Yeah. Endless. Exactly. No. We were both making content about it and kind of fellow travelers in that world liked each other, respected each other, thought each other were funny, knew we were parents, but Marker couldn't have named my kids in their ages for a hundred dollars, let alone like my parenting approach. So it was really kind of fun to work on the show together because- Even this, even after uh, this is four plus years of doing the show together and a couple hundred episodes, we come to it pretty fresh. We both prep, but we don't decide what our takes are. And so, I am often still surprised like I think Margaret's gonna say this but I'm gonna wait and see what she says when we record and sometimes I'm right and sometimes I'm wrong yeah
1: that's a fun way to do it I want to try that like usually we do discuss before we get on but I kind of like the surprise element of it And there's times where you say stuff and I'm like ah!
0: <laughs> and you're like if people could see Brie's face right now you could see she's a little bit of like I don't think so <laughs>
3: <laughs> and it's kind of a fine line because the last thing we want to do is make anyone feel bad or judged or you know be like well you're doing Doing it wrong, And here's a book I read about someone in France who was doing it right and you're terrible. And that's France. This imaginary France person in the book is great and you stink. And we really try not to come from a point of view of like, here's what you're doing wrong. But at the same time, we want to help people move the needle. And both Amy and I have said many times like our parenting has improved. It's not even that our parenting has improved. It's that we've improved as parents in terms of being more relaxed, letting more stuff go, you know, finding helpful hacks that actually make getting through the day easier versus like having long discussions about like, if only I was this, it would all be fine. Spoiler
0: alert. After four years of doing it, there's no route to fine. Mm-hmm. I know, right? There's no magic wand out there. We would love that, but it just doesn't really exist. But there is a way for women to come
4: together and help each other and figure stuff out. That's what I was right. going to say. There is a process of discernment. There is a, I feel like at the end of these topics, we come at things from pretty opposite points of view. And the sort of most fruitful answer is usually somewhere in the middle, right? But at least you will leave our episode. We we usually leave our episode and hopefully our listeners do too. Like, oh, that's a good perspective to put on it. That's a good framing to give this problem so that you know, are you worrying too much, not enough, etc.
0: Yeah. As a listener, I can definitely say when I'm done with your episode, I feel better. I I, I laughed, which yeah. I needed. <laughs> right. I know I'm not alone because a lot of the, the situations you all describe, I'm like, yep, been there, check. And then like you said, there's a golden nugget of like, oh, I didn't know that. Or, oh, I'm going to look more into that. Or, hey, that sounds really good. Maybe mm. I can tweak it this way for my household. That's so awesome. Because
3: that is literally exactly what we're trying to do like yeah you'll have a couple laughs maybe you'll learn something and you'll leave like feeling better than when you turned it on
1: (laughs) oh yeah totally I love how you guys find the funny in everything but like sometimes I know fighting the funny in
4: parenthood it's hard so like how do you go about that I feel like it's kind of like it's the Like having a certain kind of glasses on that even the worst parenting moments you're in it like, well, this is a good story for later. Like, I can't wait to call my sister, my friend, my spouse, whatever, and tell them about this one. And I I feel like having that perspective, even during the craziest, most intense times, it just helps. It helps you stand outside it in a way which is helpful, right? You are the person that it's happening to, and you are the awareness that the thing is happening. And that's all, you know, very like Buddhist or whatever, but looking for the comedy and the funny helps you maintain that same sort of perspective.
3: And and a lot of the stuff we're dealing with as moms is boring and repetitive (laughs) and difficult, but a lot of it's not Tragedy, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it is funny. And and even stuff that we've dealt with, you know, my mom passed away while we were recording the podcast, which was tragic for me. But when you're dealing with it with kids, you you still have to keep going through the comedy of it to a certain degree. Like they still can't find their shoes and they Mm -hmm. still want their next snack. And they're not like, oh, mother, you've experienced a difficult event. Well, let me be on good behavior for a few days. Like You're in the whirlwind and that's so much like our aesthetic is what fresh hell. It's always something different, but it's always like some form of hell. And it's there's just so much natural comedy in that that, you know, I'm not saying there's nothing that's not too tragic to laugh at, but there's a lot on the way there.
1: I totally agree because when you're looking at situations, you can come to it with, okay, I can either cry or I can laugh through this and I can find something funny that I can tell as a story later or like that'll like, I can, you know, tell debris and she'll be like, no, that did not happen. Oh, wait. My favorite
0: one was the other day. Joanne was uh, her son threw a tantrum or not a tantrum. he was upset about something and she was using an app on her phone, and it was able to catch the the key in which he was crying. <laughs> he, what do you know? Is he his- screams in a high E.
3: So, <laughs> oh, nice. so you can harmonize wow. with him. And fair. as soon
0: as it's she nice. told me that story, I'm like, that is gold, man. Yeah. We are putting that in
1: the podcast. <laughs> I'm kind of putting this on you guys at the last minute. But can you think of like a recent story in your like parenting that was, you know, it could have been really upsetting, but you found the funny in it?
3: Oh, God, there are so many millions from the pandemic. I feel like for us, it has just been like I keep saying like we have all been boiled down to like our basest operating systems. That's all that's left, you know, so like (laughs) a person who used to be like kind of self-centered and kind of nice and kind of had a funny sense of humor and kind of uptight. It's like they're just boiled down to like their nub core. And that is so what we're doing in the house. And like I have a kid who's extremely emotional it's now he just gets going, and we're like, we know, we know. You hate us. You want to run away. Like we all do this part for him. We're like, we get it, and that's what I mean. Like we get yeah. it. No, we know it. We've seen this episode twenty times. Yes, it's terrible. We're I'm awful. Scared. You're gonna now. All right, now's the part where you go slam your door. Then five minutes later, you come out because you really want attention and like. <laughs> Listen, this doesn't always work with a tween who is in a horrible mood, yeah. but that's what I mean by like when we can all, because I feel like when it started, it can be like, oh my gosh, what do we do? we got to keep him happy. He's having a tantrum. And let me tell you, it's a lot easier a lift. to you be like, uh-huh, no, we got it. We got it. Yeah, no, we're the worst parents. At, right. You know, and right. I don't know. I mean, there are too many examples to mention really from the
1: pandemic. It's been a hot mess. Yeah, take so the hot mess gets the best stories. The best, yes. best stories. It's so funny because we were doing this interview before, like a week ago, and I feel like we were talking about this topic about how you could find the funny in things that go wrong. Because during that interview, right when you were talking about finding the story and everything, bam, everything went black and we became disconnected. Yep.
3: We <laughs> yeah. were felled by the worst enemy of
0: podcasters, the, the internet. <laughs>
1: So it's always about finding the story
0: and yeah. looking
1: for the funny. Well,
0: and knowing that the universe is going to come get you anytime oh, yeah. you think you're like, Oh, I got this. I got it. Like, I was just talking about that the other day. I think that we all hit those like highs and lows in parenting, where we're, we start to get comfortable. We're like, "Okay, I got this. I got it figured out." And mm-hmm. then you hit something new. Like with me, it's been the tween phase. You know, when they were uh, thoughts and prayers. I'm in it <laughs> too. <laughs> <Thoughts> and- <laughs> right. When they were like eight to ten, almost eleven. I'm like, "Dude, I got this. I think I got it." You know, I'm I'm kind. I'm in a flow. Things are going well.
2: Yeah. And then
0: bam, tweenhood hits. And I'm like, yeah, nope, I got it. I'm the worst parent ever. Yeah, no, I don't know what
4: I'm doing. You're right. 100%. I am. I am weaning this every day. <laughs> Everybody gets their something, you know, like right? I, I, I read this somewhere and I never forgot it talking about pregnancy and all the vagaries of pregnancy and the stuff you feel bad about. Right. It's like you're, you're going to get Some of them and not all of them. Like Mm -hmm. you're going to be the one that gains 55 pounds or you're going to be the one that gets stretch marks. Maybe not both, right? Or you're going to be the one that, you know, I don't know, has flatulence, whatever. Like you get, (laughs) you're going to (laughs) get... The cards, the tarot cards of pregnancy are gonna be laid out for you and you're gonna have some things you wish you didn't have, but probably not all of them. And then the really cute, you know, skinny one who only gained 18 pounds is going to, I don't know what you see what yeah. I'm saying. And oh, I think yeah. it's the same thing. Once you become a parent, like you you'll have a baby who sleeps, but you'll have a, a hell of a tween and it's it's gonna come sooner or later.
1: Your, your sense of humor changes too because notice I, I laughed at the flatulence joke, and I'm the mom to a seven year old boy. and so I, <laughs> no, jokes. I was going for that. They that seven year old spread over the plate.
0: Seven hey, year old boy. Wink. You know, that's our sense of humor. We have an entire episode about where we just keep saying the word balls over yeah. and over and giggling to ourselves. So there you go.
1: Going back a little bit, can you tell us a story about how you guys started What Fresh Hell?
3: Sure. Oh, yeah. Amy and
1: I have known each other,
3: I won't say how long, but the word decades is involved. <laughs> we uh we knew each other in college. Amy went to college with my sister. We were both in comedy groups and uh we performed together, these two comedy groups. And so we always knew each other and then Amy went off to Hollywood and was a sitcom actress and I would see her on TV and I'm like, "Oh, that's Amy." Amy Wilson. And I uh, was a writer and ended up in L.A. We were always just crossing paths, always. And then about four years ago, I was working in production and a video came across my desk. And I was like, oh, that's Amy Wilson in that video. There there she is again. And I knew that she had written a parenting book and we both had mom blogs and we had kind of been in this world together and i had been thinking and noodling over doing a podcast and i was like i bet amy wilson would be really good at that and i just called her and i said let's have lunch and i said let's do a podcast called what
4: fresh hell and we did yeah yeah and i just was in a place in my life where i was like i need a new collaborative opportunity and i'm going to find the right one and it's going to be with a woman this time and it's going to be something that's like funny but useful like i it was one of those a blonde messy woman <laughs> Hall, blonde stranger will appear I, I, I <laughs> I'm I don't always live in that woo world even though I keep bringing up woo stuff but but I had definitely set an intention I had just finished a collaboration that wasn't the right one for me I'd spent a couple of years like in a filmmaking thing with a guy who was a nice guy and good at filmmaking but I'm, I don't really want to be a filmmaker and I was sort of you know what I mean I was sort of mm-hmm. ad hocing his goal and thought why I'm like why am I doing this this isn't serving me I need to do something else that's this and this. And then this, like the universe gave me exactly what I was looking for. It's amazing how the
1: universe sometimes really
4: does come listening. through. See that? Sometimes it beats you over the head. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it can go either way. It could go either way. So what what advice would you give moms who are really trying to get through the nitty gritty of motherhood?
3: Uh, I mean, it definitely depends on the day. Some days it's like, you know, give up and just get into bed and suck your thumb and just you know, watch Netflix and figure it out. I mean, we now, when we started the podcast, I had a three-year-old who is now an eight-year-old. And the biggest advice I give to moms all the time, and I don't hear this advice enough, is it gets better and easier all the time. I do not like people who give people the advice of like, just wait, bigger kids, bigger problems. Like I now have seven hours a day to myself. Where my kids go to school. Now that did stop for 14 months, but we're (laughs) just back and I'm loving it. Fingers crossed. I don't know. I had three kids in four years and nothing has ever been harder in my life than the first year of that. Having a newborn, a two year old, and a three year old was horrible. I did not enjoy it. I did not cherish every minute of it. I survived it. And now my life is exponentially better because I have kids I can talk to, I can reason with. We just took a family trip, went to Boston for a couple of days. And I was like, "Oh, I, I'm not worried about my kids running in the street. They're not hungry. I don't have to carry a bag <laughs> with 86 diapers and snacks and binkies and lovies. Like, we just walk around Boston and have a good time.
4: Like, it gets better. That's my. That's what I would say to moms. I have a sort of a corollary to that, which is that I, I really did love the baby stage. I had three kids in five years, so maybe it was like the extra year. I mean, loved it. Loved every. Or you're just a weirdo, Amy. That's also a of possibility." It. <laughs> It was it was intense. I'm not saying that. But my fear was that I sort of had this idea in my head that like the baby times are so precious and never to be missed. There is so much content out there, right? About like cherish every moment because then they mm-hmm. grow up with the implicit message being... And then it's kind of boring, right? And then you have an eight-year-old, you have to take to soccer practice. That sounds boring. And then like you'll have grandchildren one day. And then see, that's kind of what I thought, like from second grade until grandmotherhood is just like, oh, well, someday there'll be another baby. <laughs> and to my surprise, I have found that I agree with Margaret, the effort is different. You're just, you're just in the salt mines when you, when you have like multiple little ones and you're on the go every minute. But it's also been a real joy. My kids are all teenagers now. I really enjoy them. I really enjoy spending time with them. Not every minute of every day, but I didn't when they were toddlers either. But the the joys of having kids that age, like I, you know, I find my 18-year-old adorable and love the conversations I have with him. There are great benefits to being a parent of a big kid, too, and I think this whole idea that there's like an expiration date on the moments that are worthwhile is really not the case.
1: Yes, I totally agree with that. Like, there's such joy in having older kids. Yeah.
4: That is oh, isn't talked about
1: free time. That is my joy. Free time free time is time is, is that your
4: joy? But, I mean, the kids. Or you just it's, said like, like I enjoy my kids. It isn't just like I have to deal with them last. It's because like big kids are really fun and really interesting. Also, yeah, and they could do more. They could do so much more
1: than the babies, and they like do like these interesting things, and you can have these interesting conversations. And they and- also, there's
3: a lot of stuff they don't do, like they don't run into the street randomly. Yeah. They don't. <laughs> pick stuff up and put it in their mouths. Like one thing I did not understand until having older kids. And I really try to like put in people's paths is the anxiety gets less. Like I really just thought like, okay, now I guess I spend the rest of my life constantly frightened by what is going to happen to one of my children. And that got much better for me as they got older. It's like, oh, I mean, I, I worry. I'm, I'm a warrior. So I still worry, but it's not that intense thing of like, if I we were in an aquarium in Boston and I was like, I'm not frightened. I'm just looking at fish like that was a complete revelation to me, because when you've got young kids in an aquarium, it's dark and they're little and it's crowded. And you're like every two yeah. seconds, you're like, I've lost the two year old. I've lost the two year old. Guess what? You don't have to do that with an eight year old. It's amazing.
4: Yes,
1: that is amazing.
4: Since you guys are in New York, do you have your kids driving? Oh, that's interesting. I'm in two days taking my son for his driver's license test. He is oh, a typical wow. teenager of today and that he doesn't really want to get his driver's license. I'm like, but you're doing it though. Wait, this so, is your 18 year old. My 18 year old. Yeah, exactly. My 16 year old has not even begun the process. My 18 year old is getting his test. I hope he passes. It's a little, a little hard to practice in Manhattan because you're not supposed yeah. to be driving yeah. in Manhattan until you have your license. So how exactly is he supposed to prepare for his, his driving test? Well, and it's not exactly open spaces either. no. <laughs> No, just
3: get him on that East Side Highway, Amy. Trial by fire. Come on. Uh, he can make it here, he'll make it anywhere. That's what I hear.
4: It'd be like that scene from Clueless where they got on the
0: freeway. (laughs) Exactly. Oh my
3: gosh! Exactly what it would be like.
4: You were talking, Margaret, about you know how parenting is. There's less anxiety of parenting older kids, and I was like, kind of thinking about me (laughs) teaching him to parallel park. Well, I think
3: there's less anxiety, but the anxiety there is is much more real and intense.
4: You know, like it's episodic. It's not constant. Yeah, it's kind of feast
3: or famine, Mm -hmm. right? Like nothing to worry about until you really have to worry about a gigantic thing that could be very, very terrible. (laughs) I'll let you know how it goes. And my my oldest is 12, so he doesn't drive because that's illegal where I live.
1: (laughs) My oldest is 12 too. And that, that's like the one fear that I have in the future is the driving. And so like, I'm, I'm going to get through it. We're all going to get through. My, it. It's going to be good. It's a
3: good. The good thing about New York is like drive and maybe not driving for yeah. a while. I think I'm yeah. going to go with the 18 year old approach. That seems much better.
1: My oldest is
0: 14. So I'm already talking about like, okay, I'm just going to keep my car for a couple more years and then it'll be yours. And on the flip side though, Joanne knows my 14 year old. Yeah. He's very careful. He's careful, but he's also like, Totally doesn't pay attention to details. That kid is going to rear end somebody like nobody's business, but whatever. I truly
3: cannot picture my kids driving and I don't want to.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I, I get excited and scared. Excited and scared at the same time. So uh, what do you guys have coming up that you're excited about? Oh, uh, well, the most
3: exciting thing that we have coming up is that we are launching a new podcast on our channel. What? <laughs> yes. I think really we're, we're breaking exclusive news to you because we've just this is exclusive. You're going to hear first <gasps> exclusive news whoop, whoop. kind of finalized our plans. We have two amazing new hosts, Molly Lloyd and Blair Brooks, and they are Younger than us, they are actresses and they have younger kids. So, when we started our podcast, we covered the spectrum. We had kids three to 15. Now, our kids are older. And 18. so, Blair yeah. and Molly are going to do a show for us called Toddler Purgatory that focuses on all things little kids. I love that. And name. it's super fun and exciting. It'll be like What Fresh Hell, but aimed at the littles. Yeah. That
4: oh sounds my very gosh, fun. I love
0: it. That's going to be amazing. When you guys think of that's going to air like the
4: summer or? No, it's going to launch like in the middle of May. So uh, right around the corner. <gasps> oh, wow. And Molly and Blair. I've known Molly for many years also. And since before she was a mom, she has a four year old now. And she's very funny. She's she's the voice of Pinkalicious's mom on the Pinkalicious cartoon. So she's Oh, my gosh. Fine. I know that that's <laughs> kind of a celeb in the that's audio that's space. So we're so excited. And
1: you're coming up on 4 million downloads for Wet Fresh Hell, right? Yes. That's crazy. Four years in. And and one thing we're hoping to get back to is we had developed and
3: started to perform a live show. So we were out, you know, in theaters and meeting people in person and doing live performances, which was so much fun. And then, of course, that went right into a brick wall for the pandemic. So we're hoping... That stuff starts coming back, and everything. We're on Facebook at What Fresh Hell Cast, so everything we do, we we put up there or at WhatFreshHellPodcast dot com, our website, and can always see what's new for us, but mostly we want people to subscribe to toddler purgatory wherever they listen to podcasts.
0: All right. We will make sure that we add a link to that info in our show notes for everybody. That's amazing. So
1: fun. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for joining us. This has been a blast. This
3: was fun. What a fun conversation. Thank you. Really fun. And uh, we'll talk to
0: you soon. I love that they have a new podcast coming out. Oh my gosh, yes. I'm so excited to hear Toddler Purgatory. I hope that it is as cool as "What Fresh Hell. I mean, if you haven't listened to their podcast, people, I have to tell you, I, I listen to it and I laugh so hard, mm-hmm. which I need. Yeah. And I love hearing that I'm not the only one that not only has these struggles, but also finds them hilarious sometimes. Like, I try so hard not to laugh when my my tween has her little drama breakdowns and I'm like... <coughs> yeah <laughs> really this is what we're gonna cry about today? okay oh sorry no i love you so much and i'm like so yeah, yeah. i do love her but still the, the the breakdowns oh my goodness
1: yeah if you like no guilt mom you're gonna really love what fresh hell so yes. definitely go and check them out and like we it's so funny because they said how they're kind of two opposites and we saw that like amy's a little more like me and margaret's a little more like you oh yeah it's so funny yeah it
0: was, it was so funny because they were talking uh before we had the podcast we always chat with our guests for a little bit and They were talking about the different organizational online systems that they've had. And Amy's like, Oh, I've tried a few. And Margaret's like, Yeah, I just, when it comes down to everything, I still prefer post-its. And I'm like, That is so me. Poor Joanne. I've only been here full-time since. August, late August. And how many organizational systems have we gone through? We've gone through a lot, but it's okay. <laughs> it's
1: okay. We're now on Airtable, which I, which makes my heart happy because I can make it do whatever I want it to do. rather. Right. And it does seem yeah. to work
0: pretty well. I mean, it, it,
1: it, is, it is a new world trying to figure out how
0: to work remotely, but then also just dealing with people that have two different ways of handling things. Mm-hmm. Like we both get to the same ending point. We do. But getting there, it's hilarious talking it, to each other about our thought processes I'm like, sometimes. what do you mean? Why do you need that? Why do you need that? <laughs> and I'm like, Okay. So I know you do it this way, but that is like <laughs> nails on a chalkboard for me. But either way, again, like we really hope that as our Mother's Day gift to you, that you guys enjoy this yes. What Hell episode with happy, Amy and Margaret.
1: Happy, happy Mother's Day. Uh, and remember, the best mom's a happy mom. Take care of you. And we'll talk to you soon. Have a great day.